Hi, this is Lori, your host of Happiness Hangout, a space to come and elevate your happiness levels. You, me, and our guests will discuss and help you apply happiness to all aspects of your life, even if you're already happy. Get your daily boost of information to help you feel your best. Well, hi, everyone. This is Lori at the Happiness Hangout. So glad to be with you, and Happy New Year, everybody. Um, This is my first live show back, and so excited to be back in the new year. And we are starting off with a bang. We are having discussion around self-empowerment and intuition and wonderful things that you can, can do in your life to make your happiness levels and relationships better. So I've really never had a spiritual advisor on, and I'm so excited to have Jean Walters. Um, I know Jean. She's a fantastic person, and I think you're really going to enjoy um, this information tonight. So what I'd like to do is get started and talk to you a little bit about who Jean is. So Jean Walters, she's a St. Louis-based teacher teaching self-empowerment principles for over 30 years. She has studied metaphysics extensively and applies universal principles in every area of her life. Her mission is to lead people into the light, to encourage, guide, and assist others to live freely and express from their highest place. She works with people around the world as a transformational coach and a Kashic record reader as well. So we'll find out more about that. She's performed over 35,000 readings with the emphasis on providing insight regarding personal growth, life purpose, strengthening relationships, and moving through obstacles. She has been presented with Best Psychic in St. Louis Award for the last eight years. On top of that, she also designs and presents several classes and workshops on the same types of topics that I've already mentioned. To add to that, communication skills and dream interpretation and strengthening your intuition and having a connection spiritually and so much more. She is an author as well. She's written for many St. Louis newspapers and publications, and she is a freelance writer all over the United States. You'll be hearing a little bit about her books later, but I'm going to mention now, set yourself free, live the life you were meant to live. And be outrageous. Do the impossible. Others have and you can too. And of course, dreams and the symbology of life. So we'll talk about those later. She also has her own radio show, Positive Moments, which has been syndicated on 110 stations across the nation. So Jean is a a wonderful resource. We're so lucky to have her tonight. So Jean Walters, welcome to the Happiness Hangout. So glad to have you. Thank you, Laurie, and I, I think it's uh, thank you for that wonderful introduction, and I wanted to mention you said Happy New Year, and I didn't know if you knew this, but 20, uh, 2018 is a year of mastery, and that's from the numbers 2018, so it comes out to 11, which is the number for mastery, so this is going to be a year when we get to master some things, perhaps learn some lessons or... Maybe we will master the art of radio, or maybe who knows what we're going to be mastering. But you know, it it could be how to love unconditionally. So there's there's a lot of promise up ahead for us. 
Well, that's really exciting because um, interesting you said that because I personally am I'm starting a new journey and having some tweaks in my career um, that I'm going to be starting for the first time. So, uh, of course, we know there's um, there's no coincidences. I don't believe right, there are. That's right. So, that's right. You know, once again, that's something I personally needed to hear, and I'm sure our listeners. Um, you know, we have a lot. Live, but we have way more that will listen to the podcast after it's over through our many affiliates that the station and myself are syndicated to. So that's going to be really good information for people to hear. So yeah, uh, thank and, you for saying that. And along with you're making changes in your life, but the truth of the matter is almost everybody is. I mean, the, all my clients that have been coming in, they're changing their relationship or they're getting a new job or they're, they're going into business for themselves. They're, they're doing all kinds of changes. They're figuring things out, taking new classes. So there's a lot of change going on right now. It's going to be a, a spectacular year. Oh, I, I'm sure it is. Um, and I know I feel that way personally. And, you know, we just keep putting that positive energy out there. And, um, you know, I'm a big law of attraction follower. So yes, I know the yes. more you put it out there, you know, the more that you get back, the more it sticks. So that's right. So, um, that's right. You know, best there's such science behind that. Up. Right. There's oh, so much absolutely. science behind that. I've been studying yeah. it for years. Yes. Yeah, yes. studying it for years. Quantum physics has everything to do with it. So exactly, it's, it's amazing, isn't it? It's because I've been teaching this stuff forever, and now all of a sudden we're we've got all the scientific data to back it up, which is very exciting. You know, Joe Dispenza, I think, has done a, done a wonderful job with providing wonderful uh, scientific evidence and a lot of uh, his own research. Uh, to back that up, so it, that's an exciting time, you know, that we get to we get to learn these things. When I started out many many years ago, none of it was available, <laughs> so I was my own laboratory. Yeah, and you know, I started studying it about 15 years ago, and I found that it really worked. Um, yes. And and the toughest part for me is the relaxing part because right now I'm in a shift of change, and you mm-hmm. know, I'm telling my husband, I know that this is good. It's scary right now. But I'm on to something really good, and I have to continue to try to really stay calm and yes. and and be be bright about it. And you know, and and I do flounder. I mean, I did have a little bit of a of a tough time yesterday, thinking, oh, is this really going to work? Is this going to happen? And I just stop, yes. and I just refocus and say, it's just keep going. Of course, yes. it's going to be okay. You're putting everything you need out there. But sometimes we do flutter a little bit, and I want to tell our guests out there, it's okay. Bring it is okay, and, I, and, I, and the beautiful thing with you, Laurie, is that you're listening to your inner guide. You're listening to your intuition, and even though it, it, you're not sure where it's all going to end up, which is okay, I think it's wonderful that you're listening to your intuition and allowing it to talk to you, allowing it to guide you. Because even though everything seems unsure on the surface, that your own gut feeling is that you're moving in the right direction. And that's what I want to tell the audience, that we want to pay attention to that inner guide, that those feelings that are really supporting us and informing us, and, and it's subtle, but it's important to pay attention to that. And everybody has intuition. So the more they're able to, to, to listen and follow, the stronger that intuition will get, and that will be a huge advantage for them And no matter what they're doing. You know, it's so funny you say that because, and I'm laughing, we just jumped right in, but we'll get back to some of the questions I had about you later. But since we're on this topic of intuition, okay. you know, I always um, – 
I, I very much believe that there's more than what we just have with yes. our five senses. I've always, I, I've always believed that, and it's become stronger as I've aged. And the one thing about intuition, you know, people say, well, I don't, I don't visit a psychic or whatever. But the thing about it, it's enhanced intuition. Some people have gifts where their intuition's much higher, such as right. yours. And then other yes. people don't have that. They can develop it to a certain point. And other yes. people, it's just very natural. It's, it's, we all have it. It's not a scary thing. But no, our, it's, our, it's a gift, guess really. Yes, it's a gift. It's a gift. I consider it um, God speaking to us. So if we consider it a higher energy that we are actually being guided from our spiritual source, you know, then we can embrace that and appreciate it. But if we, if we want to believe that the only thing that's real is what we're looking at the, from the five senses, we're really limiting our experience so much because we have so much more available to us than just this little bit of energy that we see with our eyes or, or hear with our ears. Mm-hmm. So, yes, definitely, definitely. Intuition can be developed by meditation and also by paying attention to your dreams because both of those things will help you move into that subtle energy we call intuition. And it, it will become very strong for you as you learn to really listen on a deep level. Those are some of the things that I feels. teach. <laughs> you know, just how it feels, too. You know, when yes. I was presented an opportunity that I'm, a, I'm about to embark on, and I said, this fits perfectly with what I do in my life. It's, and people have asked me if I was going to do this certain thing, and I kept saying, no, no, no. And all of a sudden... It becomes presented in front of my face. When yes. someone's saying, I can help you, I'll do this for you, I'll do that, I want to, you know, be part of this for you, and you think, well, hello, hello, welcome to it smacking you right in the face. <laughs> you know, they don't pay attention or they think, no, 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 I can't, I can't, I can't. But when you, when everything's lining up like that, yeah. you know, it, it's just, it's just and the truth of it is, Laurie, that, you know, we're not to be in our comfort zone. Comfort can be our enemy. And if we're thinking it has to look like this or it has to look like that, then we get in our own way and we limit our experience. So when we really listen and go, okay, three or four things have shown up that guide me in this direction. I really need to pay attention. That's when we're on track. You know, and, the, and I'll tell you one thing. Intuition will always guide you to the highest outcome. And so if we're asking the universe for more abundance or more love in our life or a, a more adventurous experience, it's trying to get that to you. But if you're going, but it has to be this way or it has to be with that person, then we're interfering with that flow. And we're keeping ourselves from actually having what we really want. And you're discovering that, apparently. Yes, and I love when you say that because that is such a big deal for people to – let's let that sink in for a minute. That, you know, you might get caught up in, you know, you're going to buy this house. And you're like, I have found the perfect house. This is the house for me. It's so perfect. This is a house. And you don't get the house. A lot of people will take that as, oh, that's just my bad luck or nothing ever works out for me. When people don't realize that there is a better, actually better house – and you and you know what will happen, Jean? That's crazy. You'll you'll realize that later down the road. Like you're in the house for five years, and you go, "Remember that house I really loved?" And I didn't think this one that kept coming to me was the right one. And then all of a sudden, I have the best neighbors of my life, and I'm having the yeah. best experience of my life. I would never have that if I wasn't right here. 
So, yes, so we I was have gonna, to pay attention to that. Right. I was going to buy a house, and, and it, it, it got sold quickly before I had a chance to get to it. And later on, I found out from the neighbors that it was called the death house. <laughs> and, oh. uh, and it's like everybody who lived there ended up dying, falling off a ladder, or doing something crazy where they, you know, had a stroke or something. So, you know, not that, not that I necessarily feel that that would have affected me, but, you know, it was interesting to find out that the neighbors all called it the death house. So, wow. Yeah. And you know, we're we're coming into the time of where people think about love because we're coming towards February and Valentine's yes. Day and everybody gets caught up in the commercialism of it all when we know love should be there every day with whoever you're with. But whether you're in a relationship or not, we're we're moving into that time. So as we talk about relationships, it's the same thing. Boy, can we get caught up in it it has to be this person. And I've been caught up in that many a times, and it definitely wasn't the right person. But, you know, feelings are feelings. Chemistry is chemistry. And that one, gene can be a toughie to try to get Well, I, I have a funny story about that. When I had a client, and she insisted that she wanted to have Tom Selleck as her, as her love partner, you know. And I said, oh, well, do you know that he's married, and he has a child, and he lives in Hawaii, right? Don't you know that? <laughs> oh, yes, I know that, but I don't care. I want him anyway. So she would actually visualize having Tom Selleck in her life. Well, about a couple months later, I caught up with her, and she had this fella that in her life that looked was an exact lookalike for Tom Selleck. In fact, he even modeled. You know, this is when they had those celebrity modeling things where this is Marilyn Monroe and there's Tom Selleck. Yeah. And he was the he was the lookalike for Tom Selleck. <laughs> and anyway, and and as I as I talked to her, I found out he's married, he has a child, and he's not available. You know, and but she was so determined to have that that she overlooked other people that were available, that were ready, that were interesting, and so forth, because she was so stubbornly attached to one image. And we can do that so much, we end up really sabotaging ourselves when we do that. It's got to be, we have to work at a certain place, and it's got to be this much money, and and right. so forth. And, and or, or as you said, I have to have that house. And then we found out later that there was major plumbing problems in the house or, or something on that order, and, and we've actually sabotaged ourselves. So, yeah, it's really important and then, and, to, to pay and attention. And we do get it because we don't pick the right thing because we're so focused on something or someone for the wrong reasons, then we end up having to backtrack a little bit and, yeah. and, and get, it, get it right later sometimes. Well, and it's all—it's it's sort of the difference between listening to your ego. I mean, that was definitely her ego speaking. It has to be this particular person, um, mm-hmm. it, as a, as opposed to really listening to this innate uh, higher self that we have available to us. But we have to let our our higher self, our our more subtle mind, speak to us. You know, and if we're, something doesn't feel right, we need to really pay attention to that because we're constantly being sick. Signaled, you know, um, Buckminster Fuller, who wrote, who developed the geodesic dome, was brilliant, and he said the universe is speaking to us all the time. We have to learn how to listen, and so he was listening to the symbols that showed up, the, um, you know, all the signs, the the in, intuitive feelings. He was paying attention all the time, and that's how he was able to develop these, the geodesic dome, among many of the other things that he was creative in, in developing. So we have that same ability. When I write a book, I am tuned in all the way. You know, I'm I'm 
how do I write this paragraph? And here it comes, you know. <laughs> and that's from years and years of meditation. I mean, I've been meditating most of my life now, and mm-hmm. uh, I love it. It's, it's such a – many people use it for stress relief. I use it to really listen to my higher being, my higher self, so that I am always on track with where I need to be. And there's also the ability to just solve issues and figure out what, you know, how – how this thing needs to be managed. So, and and we need that. We need that resource. People can only respond to you from their experience. And you need to have it from your experience. You need to have the answer coming from your your own self. And so we have that opportunity to do that, which is incredible and amazing. But it does take some effort, not a lot, but it does take some effort to really learn to sit quietly and listen. And um, and and learn. It's not about clearing out your minds, but really concentrating on something that will bring you up. For me, it's the light. It's seeing that inner light. For other people, it might be sitting by the ocean and watching the waves come flowing in. And somebody else, it might be sitting in the forest, just watching the trees, you know, blow and and the leaves rustle and so forth. And so we need to create maybe a, a sweet spot where we can go and just be quiet. And then that begins the process. Boy, that sure could be hard for some people to do. And um, I had a guest on that um, she isn't li- wasn't live with me, but she's going to be coming on in a few weeks mm-hmm. on the show um, that's pre-recorded. And we talked a lot about meditation. Yes. And she uses yoga therapy. Yes. And it's re- really interesting because I know I find it kind of hard to meditate. As I, as, as I get calmer in my life, I'm able to do it better. Um, but it is, but, but just find that quiet time, even if it's just a little bit of time. Um, because, you know, I was just saying the Cleveland Clinic, and I live in Cleveland, is saying now that your time and time to yourself isn't a luxury, it is a necessity to your That's health. That's right. That's right. And so, the, the, the secret is, Laurie, uh, Laurie, is that our neurology is because we live in this Western world with all the technology and things happening very quickly, our neurology tends to, we have a hard time adapting to something as slow-moving and quiet as meditation. So we actually have to build up our nervous system and neurology, our brain, in order to manage meditation. So in the beginning, that's why it's so hard. And I always suggest to my students that they start with five minutes and just five minutes, that's it. Don't go to 10 minutes until you're actually really comfortable with five because your neurology starts healing and you start getting stronger to where you can go a little bit longer. But the, it's not a race, and we're not here to like see who meditated the longest. That that doesn't matter at all. What really matters is that we allow ourselves to have that quiet time where we can really build ourselves up from a neurological basis. And then we, the other thing about it is we are really creating that deep connection with spirit, which is so important um, because we can either listen to the world and listen to what it's saying, which is pretty much awful right now, or we can listen to our deep inner self, which really is love. And it's interesting you mentioned love, but it really is love, only it's love in the purest sense of the, of the word. It's not the romantic, well, you know, possessive stuff, you know. Right. Right. And everything is love. And, yeah, you know, as right. we're, again, as we were speaking about coming to that time when, when people are more conscious of 
romantic love. Talk to us a little bit about um, about finding a loving partner. How do you deal with clients or people that come see you and, and want you to tell them, what's coming in my life as far as love? I mean, I'm sure you hear that 80 or 90% of the time. People are very concerned about finding the right loving partner. So how do you work with well, them? Well, the, the, you know, one of the big... Yeah, one of the big problems about that, Laurie, is that love is so misconstrued. You know, it's we, we have a tendency to think of Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs and, and Cinderella and so forth and think of that as love. You know, or all our problems go away and there's this Prince Charming that shows up. And and it's not that at all. I mean, we can we we are always in love. We're always in a in a place of love. It's a natural thing to express love, to be love. It is who we are truly. But, you know, what we want to do, oftentimes the idea of a loving relationship is taking all our problems away and, you know, and we it's codependency. <laughs> what it comes down to. So, um when I when they're asking about I always ask them what they're really looking for and and when they answer the question, um I ask them if they're that also. Are you that as well? Because you can't really draw anything to you that you're not. So if you want someone to be kind and generous, you have to be kind and generous. And if you want someone to listen and and be sensitive to your needs, and so you have to be sensitive to your needs. And and then you have to learn how to be sensitive to somebody else's needs. So it's a process, and I see a lot of people who want something, but they're not willing to give it. And that, that won't work. If you want it, you have to give it first. So those are some of the things that I tell people when they when they're looking for that. But and a lot most of that really makes total sense when you actually feel it. When you're feeling what I'm saying, it's like yeah, that's true. So anybody can have love, but we have to start with ourselves. And because when you're you, feeling love and you're putting it out there, yeah. whether it's to yourself, it doesn't have yeah. to be a romantic partner. It's to right. a pet. It's to a yeah. stranger. You're you're helpful. Yeah. Whatever you're putting it out there, it's it's generating. More exactly. love, so that's why you can let it in, right? Exactly, and 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 sometimes it's about trust for people too. That you know, how do I trust someone? First of all, trust yourself, because your voice is telling you all the time what's going on. If you're ignoring it or you're not listening or you're deciding to override it, then you're the one who needs to be trusted. You know, you're you'll you will always have a, a little warning or a, you know a little tap on the shoulder or something, if things aren't right, pay attention to that. Sometimes people want to be in a, a relationship so badly that they lower their standards incredibly, and, you know, they find out it doesn't work. But, again, that's a lesson. So if we have to learn those lessons, I guess that's why we're hanging out here. So, exactly. <laughs> but I think anybody well, can I have would... love if they if they want it. But there are many, many lessons that go with that. And we're here to well, learn I, I would like to ask you a question that might seem strange. You know, we're talking to Jean Walters, transformational coach, and uh, very uh, highly intuitive. Um, when when somebody says to you, um, do you see anything coming for me, like, you know, a love of my life or somebody, a romantic relationship, would you mind, like, sharing a little bit about how you see it and interpret it by the gifts you have? Well, first of all, everything is energy. 
And so I can feel the energy if there is. I, I Oftentimes I'll say there is a, a person waiting for you, and these are some of the things that you have to do to be ready for it. So I, I will. it's an energy mm-hmm. that I feel. And sometimes I actually can see the person. Um, it's The thing is, it's everybody's an energy. So if I think of Laurie Peters, I think of Laurie Peters as an energy. And I think of every person that way. So when I hold you in my mind, then, you know, I will begin to receive that energy that will tell me a little bit about you and maybe what you're needing or maybe in a way what you're blocking. So we all have, you know, everybody is unique in that regard. And so that what I'm picking up is energy. And sometimes it, it shows up in a form and sometimes it's, it's a very subtle voice. And But often I've learned how to read energy. So even if I meet somebody and I say hello to them for a couple minutes, I know a lot about them just because I can read their energy. And people will walk in my office and I go, wow, you've really had a hard week, haven't you? You know, or something like that. And they'll go, yeah, it shows, right? I went, yeah, I can feel, you know, you're feeling a little bit down today. And most of the time it's so appreciated because it kind of cuts things quickly to the point of where we need to go. But it's all energy, and that, that's what I would say. And the more you do it, <clears throat> excuse me, the more you do it, the better you get, the stronger you get. And I've been doing this for almost 40 years now. So, you oh know, I have to say I'm really good at it. <laughs> I'm really good at it. <clears throat> well, it's interesting that you get the energy feeling, and sometimes it can be strong enough that you can see something. Because I have to tell you, I don't think I ever told my husband this, and I think he might be listening is that many years ago I went to someone um, who does the similar work that what you that you do. You know what she said to me? I was what? probably 30. She said, you're not going to get married for a very, very long time. And, you know, I got married for the first time six months ago um, yeah. at 53 years old. And she said this person would be lighter-haired and blue-eyes. And I said, really? Because that was not my type at all. I went for, I go for darker, <laughs> like darker tone skin, darker hair, the whole thing. And of course, I do have to laugh. I mean, anybody can say something is a coincidence, but my husband happens to be light haired <laughs> and and, um, and blue eyes. And I got married very late. But you know, I, I think that's interesting. That stuck with me for all those years. Yes, it really and had I, a meaning for you. Ha- I think I think yeah, I partly have. though too, Laurie, you something and you recognize it as truth, you know, and that was one of the reasons why you remembered it so for so long. Because I bet there were a lot of other things she said that you don't remember. That's true, and I'll yeah. tell you, it upset me very much that I wasn't going to get married for a very, very, very long time. That I, that really stuck with me. But hey, well, you know, I was guess what? I really wasn't ready. Yes, and kudos to her for being honest because she could have just as easily just told you what you wanted. You know, but she didn't. She stuck to her art, and she told you what she saw, which is good for her. A lot of people will come so to you, me for 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 more like, like I just recently had a fellow who's in medical school, and he really needed to have some help and stress reduction, and and I could see things that he was doing that was keeping him, you know, worked up, and uh, there was a lot of perfectionism, and we might think that oh, it's a good thing for a doctor to be per. per 
perfect. But there is no such thing as perfect. And I think when we strive for something that's not possible, we create so much stress for ourselves. So in his particular case, I was able to give him some pointers that could help him, you know, relax a little bit and see things from a different perspective. And that's a lot of what I do. I just help people see from a different perspective. And then because of that, they're able to connect the dots, as it were, and go, yes, that makes sense to me. So a lot of my work is not doing readings, I mean, but my intuitive faculty comes into everything I do. So if I'm coaching someone, it's, you know, I can say we're on track. Wait a minute, we, we're off track right now. We need to go over to this point and reconnect on that. And and that's that really makes a session go very quickly. And we can get a lot of progress done in a very little bit of time. So it really works well. Well, and, and you know... Well, we're on the same topic. There's a, a, I call it a mysterious word because people have different definitions of it. The word soulmate. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of people perceive that word as meaning, oh, it's your romantic partner. Yeah. Um, I, I think it can be, but I personally believe that soulmates can be people that you have a connection with that's, that's not explainable. Um, it can be somebody that you see, you know, once, you know, every 10 years mm-hmm. and all of a sudden it's like, oh my gosh, there's just something there that's not explainable. And I think that can happen with a pet. I think it can happen with friends. I think it, it can happen in a, in a romantic relationship. So I've kind of broadened my view of that word, but yes. what do you, what do you see as a soulmate? How do you define it or how do you, how has it come to you for yourself or other people? Well, I think it can be external or internal. I think my soulmate is God, and, I, you know, that Holy Spirit, Christ energy, whatever you want to call it, I think that's my soulmate. But I also know that when whoever I happen to be with, you know, in like a relationship, male-female, you know, if I have, you know, if we have, like, strong feelings, there that's a soulmate in that instance. But I don't, for me, I don't really know that there's one soulmate, I mean, that would be kind of tragic to think that, you know, I have a soulmate, but he lives in India or something, you know, and uh, because because I think that we have this soul connection with a lot of people, and that can be a soulmate of sorts. So I think that it's, you know, like love. There's there's different definitions of it, and most of it is pretty external and instead of internal. And I think the more that we examine things and realize that everything really generates from within us. And so, you know, I might have a soulmate connection with someone, but they may be gone in another year, you know. So, you know, it's different. It's different. We, and I think, it's again, it's, it's definition. So... That's mm-hmm. that's a difficult one because everybody's got their own idea about it, you know. And if you're feeling something that's different, you can have a lot of friends in your life, but there's certain people that you might say yeah. or a person, you say, there's just something different here. I can't explain it. And you feel um, connected. You feel connected, right? There's a connection. Yeah, that... in a different way than I might with other people or someone yeah. might with another person. And I think also if if you want to get into that a little bit more, but uh, I mean sometimes we have these we have connections we meet somebody but we've been with them before and I'm now I'm talking about reincarnation and not to make that a big part of this discussion, but 
we often connect with people that we, you know, we, we, we meet them for five minutes and we feel we've known them our whole life, you know, and that's kind of like that one of those experiences where, you know, I probably have known them for a long time, but we're just right. meeting. Yeah, and it's because we have that deep connection, and it, that doesn't happen a lot, but it does happen. Well, you and know, I, I have a neighbor across the street. Yeah. What's that? I'm sorry? I thought you were even mentioning pets, you know. Oh, I've got one sitting right next to me. Um, <laughs> 100% is, is definitely a soulmate. But there was a little girl across the street at the time she was eight, and you could just sense this yeah. is a kid, but this is not a kid. Like yeah. there was just something that it's hard to put your finger on. She seemed deeper. Yeah, there was, was something wise. about her that was deeper that, that I couldn't even really talk about mm-hmm. or explain. And yeah. I and people will call them old souls. Right. And, you know, perhaps if you believe in reincarnation, she may have been reincarn- reincarnated many, many times mm-hmm, um, sure. coming back. Or, or you can just believe that she has a depth to her that makes her right. unique and special for whatever reason. But I, I know a kid like that. And it's just... Sure. Hey, absolutely, absolutely. There are are children that, in fact, I think in this time and this age, we, a lot of children are coming in. A lot of, I should say, a lot of souls are coming in, incarnating, because this is a time of such great transition in our world, and so we're needing these wise souls to come in and help us. And that's happening, and it's been happening for a while. And sometimes, what they call them, the indigo children. At some point, they were calling them that, but they're kids who have just a lot of intuitive ability and they know things and they're calmer and you know they have a lot of creative gifts so it's fun it's fun and exciting to to be around that and to know that well it's funny that you say that because when you talk about a time of transition you know we're both very lucky i mean we lived in a time where there wasn't this kind of technology and 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 we've gone through knowing what a computer is to where it is today and how it's yes. affecting every part of our life from how we date to how we work to how we survive to if I don't have my phone in my eyesight, yes. sight of range, I'm freaking out. You know, it's like a yes. whole different world has transitioned. And these kids, I mean, if I need something done, I ask my stepson, all right, Nicholas, come here. Like, and he does it. He's 13, but he could have done it when he was like 10 and 11. Yes, so that's true. That's true. They're, they're born kind of with that ability and that knowledge because they've been brought up in it. I understand that. But you're right. But some of this technology is hurting us. Yeah. And we well, don't have they, to get into all this, but you know it's hurting us. Well, the millenniums are, you know, are, are, are notorious for not being able to have a conversation, you know, because they look at their phones all day long. So, you know, part of, I mean, there's a balance there where where we, we grew up with, we've made telephone calls, we talked to people, we had meetings, and now it's all done on the Internet. So, yeah, there's there's some deficits for sure. And I think it's, it can be, I think it can be very damaging because our creative brain really needs to work from a different angle. We need to do something tactile, you know, paint or write or sing or dance or something. And I think uh, when we're hanging out on the computer all the time, it's only our left brain that's working. And then there's a back, there's a lot of imbalance with that. So I'm hoping that that um, there will be some ways of educating these kids where they can 
you know, maybe meditation. I'd love to see meditation go into the schools because after you've been in the left brain all day on your devices, to really spend some time just connecting on a deeper level to a, a more subtle energy and creative energy would be a real great way to balance that out. So that would be one well, way to do it. Well, you know, either it was Oprah or 60 Minutes or a show. Actually, there's a school, of course, in California that is um, doing meditation throughout the day with their students. Yes. And, I'm oh, sure. my gosh, it's changing yeah. their I'm lives in every wonderful. way. Is it, but, yeah. you know, if, I mean, kids can do it so easily. If, before, if we get them before they've completely transformed their brain, you know, they can do it so easily, like in kindergarten. I, I, mean, I knew some teachers many years ago, kindergarten teachers, and they said what they do is they have quiet time with their kids, but they, it actually amounts to meditation, but they weren't allowed to call it that. So, I mean, that was many, many years ago. So I know there's a lot of different experimentation going on with meditation. And I even heard that um, Eckhart Tolle, Tolle was talking about taking meditation into prisons. Wouldn't that be amazing? Oh, that would oh, be wow. that would be astounding. So I would oh, love to yes. see that happen. Yeah. I Quiet, would too. And the I'm... animal mind, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I agree too. It's it's something that I know that these students were they were getting better grades. They were getting along well with others. They were yeah. um, bl- blowing away on tests. They were doing wonderfully. So, you Isn't know, great? this the whole thing of technology is affecting every part of our life. And yeah. now, you know, there there are people going back to the other side saying, whoa, whoa, hold on. You know, you have to talk to your spouse. You yeah. have to find your passions that you love to do, whatever that yeah. is. Like I love to read or I love to um, be near the ocean and be in water. But yeah. it has to be very clear. <laughs> I don't like yeah. doing a murky water. Things like that. <laughs> With no weird monsters. <laughs> Yeah, I just, you know, I, that's why I go to the Caribbean. But um, yeah. it, it's very necessary to balance yourself out to know both sides of it and also when to shut it down. I really respect people who, when I get a message back on an email that says, I check my email, you know, every 48 hours, um, mm-hmm. I will be back in touch with you. So, so you're not expecting yeah. something to come back to you right away because yeah, you can't live beautiful. like that. It, it'll drain you. Yeah, and also, I mean, to actually go out to dinner and leave your phone at home, you know, and and because most people are like, if you watch people in a restaurant, half of them will be on their phone while they're sitting across from somebody. And I always thought that was very amusing that they would rather watch their phone than actually have a conversation with their partner. But yeah, you're right. I agree with you. We we, we it, the problem I see is that we're not moving enough into our right brain you know, at the right side of the brain, the creative side. And, and all that technology keeps us locked up into the left brain. And so we're imbalanced. We're basically imbalanced. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, I would like to take a couple of minutes and talk about, since we talk a little about relationships, and we know that everything we want out of life starts inside us. Yes. Talk to us a little bit more. You you deal a lot with self-empowerment. Um, yes. So, so talk to us a little bit how um, you... Would, what tips you would give to help somebody be more self-empowered, feel okay. more positive, believe in yes. themselves? How, what are some things our guests could could take advantage of okay. right now? First of all, um, 
first of all, if they remember that they are always connected to a deep quantum field of love. And so when they're in, uh, you know, when we go into a pity party, for instance, or we're feeling sorry for ourselves, you know, if we, the, more, the quicker we can move into gratitude, the quicker we can move right out of that low energy of pity and, and uh, feeling sorry for ourselves, we can move into a high energy and connect more, more graciously with that field of energy called love, the quantum field, the holographic field. And so it's very important that we watch our thoughts and pay attention to what we're thinking. The other thing is we've told ourselves many, many stories, and these stories are incorrect. For instance, I was talking to a gal earlier, and and she's been in a relationship for almost 20 years, and um, it's crashing and burning right now. And she's feeling a little bit like a failure, yet at the same time, she's been abused in this relationship. So there's something definitely off track with that. So we want to look in a, in a from another direction is the way I look at it. Look at it from another point of view and go, is leaving an abusive relationship a bad thing? Well, of course it's not because you're everybody's worth more than being abused, for heaven's sakes. Nobody needs to have that. So as a culture, we need to learn how to rethink things and look from a different point of view. Like I was saying with this young doctor, you know, I helped him just shift his perspective a little bit and see things from another angle. Like, first of all, I mean, the whole idea of being perfect is not possible. So doing your very best job is possible. And even that little bit shifts the energy to where it's a little bit easier to manage doing your very best as opposed to trying to be perfect. So a lot of this is is, uh, the way we look at things and how we can begin to see from a different point of view. But but the other thing about self-empowerment is really recognizing that everybody is valuable. We're all here for a purpose. We're all here for an internal purpose to learn and grow and to be more of what we're capable of being. So we have that within us, and the more we pay attention to those signs and signals along the way, the more we're going to be able to move into something that really speaks to us from a passionate point of view, really doing the kind of work, whether it's construction or or it could be fixing cars, but we have a, a knack for it. We have something that just resonates to that, and we find it joyful. And so we want to pay attention to that so that we can give ourselves those opportunities um, and another thing is to really um, recognize that no matter what's going on, there is a blessing in it. So if you have a car crash, perhaps that kept you from you know, something down the road that would have been worse, or it, it, you met somebody as a result of that, that car crash, or you know, at one point, you know, I was going to keep my car forever, and and somebody actually T-boned me. I wasn't hurt at all, but I got a new car. <laughs> so, um, so there's always something good in every situation, and most of the time, it's because we're learning something, and it's it's making us better people. So we want to always remember that that there's a blessing in everything. If we're willing to look for it, we can find it. So much of the time I hear people complain about, I mean, when you say how things going, they're going to tell you their knee hurts or, you know, they had a fight with somebody. They're, they're, they're telling you the woe is me story. 
instead of like, well, you know, I had a beautiful day yesterday and I had a great walk. And, you know, there's so many things to be grateful for. And every time we choose that path, we raise our energy into a higher vibratory level. And then we are just attracting miracles all the time. Just like you're saying, you attracted this new opportunity. How wonderful is that? So those are some of the ways that we can empower ourselves. But then the last thing I would say is just give yourself time. Give yourself time every day to just sit quietly. Give yourself time to, to contemplate. You know, don't rush. Give yourself some time to read a book or, or, you know, sit by the forest or whatever it is that that really resonates to you that helps you sort of collect yourself. That would be a, an amazing gift. We think of oftentimes that used to love me and you bought me diamonds or something. I think love is really giving yourself time to be and really enjoying that moment and you know and then you feel so good afterwards and it could be even treating yourself to really good nutritious food is another way to just empower yourself because you're worth it so everything we do that says you're worth it is a way to empower ourselves so those are a few little ideas <laughs> yes and you're absolutely right with with all of them i mean we you hear these kinds of things but you have to actually do it um yeah we're hum- we're human so, and do, start with know, a small when, thing. You know, start small. Start with something small, and then let that incorporate that into your life until it becomes, uh, you know, more of a habit or something that you wouldn't want to miss. And then go to the next thing. I mean, we're, we got all day. I mean, we got a long, long time to figure this out. So we don't have to rush at anything. And I think even in traffic, we can practice it. You know, like, do you want to be upset, or do you want to just enjoy the drive? You know, we can look at it both from both directions, and then by you just can't deciding, drive over the guy who's going slow. That's right. You can't drive over top of him, so you might as well calm down. You yeah, know? and and put the radio on or do something that that you can remain calm with. Put some music on, remain calm because getting upset won't help you get there any faster. And it's all it's really going to mess up your neurology. And I'm really into neurology. You know, we we want to keep ourselves. I want to keep myself in a very calm place because then I think more clearly and I see more clearly. And I think we all do, right. really. Well, yeah, and, you know, when times of challenge come up, there's going to be times when people pass away. You it, you are supposed to grieve. You are going to feel pain. But when it comes to other life challenges, I find that if you follow things that you said, you end up getting through things a lot easier yes. than you would have before. Challenges seem to go away quicker. You don't have as many of them. But, yes. but I will say to people, remember, when when tragedy happens or whatever, you are supposed to grieve. You're not supposed to be happy or you're not supposed to yeah. be all in la la land. Yeah. And and the other thing about grieving, I you know, I can appreciate grieving. I mean when even when we you know lose the job that we thought was so great, you know, there there's a certain grief to that. But just don't do it forever. I mean, just don't let that be your theme for the rest of your life. And sometimes people yeah. do that. They'll they'll make it their theme for the rest of their life, and that's that's just sure inappropriate. Yeah. yeah, it's keeping you from life. Right. Yeah. So. Or I'll never find the right person. I'm never. Well, you know, you're right. You're not going to because if you really believe that. Yes. Then that's probably what's going to happen if you truly believe it. 
Some yeah. people say it, but they don't really believe it. But well, uh, and vice versa. Yeah, but. and I had a, a gal who who just really hated men, but she wanted to have a relationship. And I said to her, "Do you know that since you hate men?" And you want a relationship? Do you know that the only kind of man you're going to bring to you is somebody who really hates himself? And um, sure enough, you know, I think a month or so later, she came in and she had two boyfriends. And I said, "So do they love each other? Do they love themselves or do they hate themselves?" She said, "Oh yeah, they hate themselves." <laughs> you know. And I thought, well, there you go. I mean, you oh, you yeah. called it. You called it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love it. Well, you know, we've got only about four minutes left, and I want to talk. I want, Jean, I want you to talk a little bit about your book and how uh, we can reach you and find you and what you do. And, and, again, we're talking with Jean Walters, transformational coach and life coach. And so tell us a little bit about, about all of that. Well, the, I, I, have, I actually have two books. Well, I have three books on Amazon right now. One, The first one is called Set Yourself Free, Live the Life You Were Meant to Live. And that one is all about using the uh, techniques that Jesus taught, following his story and realizing his story is very symbolic of our own. And then as we observe his story and the things he did, we, all could, we can internalize that and have the tools that we need so that we can live our life in a higher manner. So that's the first one, Set Yourself Free. There's a lot of tools and um, techniques in that book to help you to do that. It's like the following the hero's journey. I mean, we, we all have a heroic element within us that we're here to resolve issues or so forth. This, the other one, the second one, is, is was just one bestseller on uh, Amazon, and that one's called Be Outrageous, Do the Impossible, Others Have and You Can Too. And that one is all about finding your passion in life. Everybody has a passion within them. And so I teach a class called uh, Changing career directions, finding your passion. So I use some of the materials that I use in that class, in that book, to help people figure out what it is that they've always loved doing and how they can turn that passion and love into a career. And so that that book has a lot of great questions and techniques to help you get in touch with um, what that is, what it is that what resonates to you so that you can enjoy that every day and, and make money out of it. Let that be your career. And then the third one is uh, written under Gene Walters Lucy, and uh, and that's on Amazon as well. And it's called Dreams and the Symbology of Life. And that one's all about uh, that's like a handbook on dream interpretation. I think dreams are very important because they're coming from our subconscious mind, and so they're always informing us of when we're right on our path and when we're really deviating. And they give us a lot of cues on what we can, how we can look at our life, and because it's it's sort of pure information coming from the subconscious. And then currently I'm working on a, on a book. It's, it's, the book is finished. I'm working on the proposal right now, and it's called The Power of Knowing. <laughs> and that one's going to be uh, like eight different methods of connecting with spirit and how, how to make that connection on a daily basis. So there's a lot of, of different information on um, on making those connections. So that's what I'm working on right now, and that one should be out this year. So I'm I'm at the point where I'm ready to seek an agent and a publisher, and uh, I'll have that out this year. So those well, are my those are my current projects. <laughs> and how do we find you for coaching or other types of things? 
Yes, my my uh, website is spiritualtransformation.com. It's singular, spiritualtransformation.com. And so you can find me there. I'm also on Facebook. You, you could probably just do a search and find me in a lot of different places, Jean Walters. But anyway, I'm in St. Louis, and I do work with people over the phone all over the country, and uh, sometimes in other countries as well. So I've done this a very, very long time, so I have a lot of contacts. But anyway, I do love working with people because what I feel is I can empower them. I can help them move past some some of these blocks that we've learned from people, who, very well-meaning people, but people who didn't understand. And so I can help them discover what those blocks are and move beyond. So that's really what I consider my life work. And it's what I really love doing, too. Even if they have, well, I can help them figure that out. <laughs> so. Right. People need help sometimes figuring that out or they get stuck or have a block. And, and Yeah, especially when you wake things. up and you go, oh, this is really, really important. You know, it's like those are the ones you better. I actually have a, a, a site on my website that, where you can put your dream in, and then I'll come back with an interpretation. So that's available as well. Well, very interesting. So, so you can Google Jean Walters or go to her website and check out her books and everything is there. And Jean, it's really been a pleasure having you on. Um, Thank you, Laurie. I, I think I'm so I'm so happy for you that you found your your fellow and that you know you you married even later. Not I'm so glad that you got to finish that out and and go through the process. And now you know a whole lot more about it. Well, wonderful. Well, yes, and I I really do appreciate the work that you do, you know, in helping other people. So uh, it's just been wonderful to have you on, Jean. So uh, everyone, thank you so Jean much. Walters, make sure to check her out. And Jean, thanks for being on the Happiness Hangout. Thank you so much, Laurie. Have a great time. Bye bye. Great, you too. Bye bye. Getting married at last: My journey from hopelessness to happiness. My new book available on Amazon Kindle and in paperback. It's my personal journey through my tumultuous love life, as well as an inspirational book just to remember about having love and hope and how to use gratitude in your life to get whatever you want, whether it's a man or anything else. Make sure you like me on Facebook. Look me up under Lori, L-O-R-I, Peters, or go to Happiness Hangout. And make sure you participate in Happy Big Love Day. We're going to be spreading love and gratitude all over the place, right around Valentine's Day, because it isn't just about love of another, it's about love of everything. So don't miss Happy Big Love Day over on Facebook. Well, thanks everybody for joining me on the Happiness Hangout, and we will see you in two weeks. Have a great night. Hi, this is your host, Lori. Want to get more happiness? Check out all the free readings, activities, and my blog at my website. Want to learn how to deal with life's challenges from your positive core? Check out Empowering Yourself to Happiness class, done totally online. You can find it all at www.happinesshangout.net. www.happinesshangout.net. Come explore and feel better wherever you are.
This is Lori Peters with the Happiness Hangout. I provide presentations on happiness and well-being to businesses, schools, and anyone involved in wellness and professional days. Check out tons of free resources and activities also at my website, www.happinesshangout.net. Feel better wherever you are. Help us grow the Happiness Hangout Show. Become a sponsor. Businesses and nonprofits, get your info out there to thousands of my listeners all over the world for just pennies. Individuals can also sponsor one or more shows, and you get a shout-out to your favorite charity. Several packages available. Come see what you get and put out there what's important to you. Go to www.happinesshangout.net www.happinesshangout.net for more information.